What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View here on a fine Sunday evening. Uh, and it's not like we have any uh, sweet, sweet goodies to talk about tonight. We're just going to be hanging out, um, talking some some things about the movie trivia showdown. And yes, as the uh, title card on the show says, we are going to be joined by uh, swag member Paulo Yama here very, very shortly. Uh, but before we get to that, let's uh, let's go around the table and see how the crew is doing. Jill, how are you doing on this Sunday? I went to a tea house today, and it was very nice. And I bought myself some apricot tea, and my mom gave me one of her teacups. And that's perfect for today's show. <laughs> yeah, Twitter Twitter definitely loved that earlier today. I know, Twitter I saw. They were like, did you, did you plan this? And I was like... <laughs> uh, Brian, what about you? How's your Sunday going? How's your weekend? Good, as long as I'm not choking on this California smoke. Uh, other than that, yeah. California's on fire. Was it? Was it? Uh, did it clear up a little bit where you were? It did. It did down here. It, it cleared up a little bit. Like it's still definitely gray, but it's not like raining ash. So, <laughs> Brian, what about you? Was it clear near you? No, it's. It looks yeah. like it's foggy San Francisco. Yeah, it, it same here. It didn't really change. It it, it kind of even got a little bit more foggier. Or uh. I should say, um, Jill. What about you? How how was uh, or not Jill? Sorry, Molly. <laughs> Molly, how's your weekend going? That's pretty good. I played some D and D today and streamed some Fall Guys. So yes, I my... love watching Molly get frustrated over Fall Guys. It's kind oh, of the greatest thing. <laughs> oh boy, words come out of my mouth that I haven't. I I just don't know what happens. Like something takes over my body and I get really angry and. So it's so funny watching you and Alex play that game because it's like you're the sweetest people on the planet, but then there's something about Fall Guys that just like turns this like thing on, and it's like it's just <sighs> and it's great. That, that game, I'm gonna keep playing it until I get a crown, that's for sure. So cool, cool. Um, okay, so yes, we have we have a quite a fun show tonight. Um, and I emphasize fun because it could become very very fun for certain specific reasons um we're obviously going to get into the pay-per-view that happened on friday we're going to talk to paul but before we get to that uh we do have a little cool addition that we're throwing here on pov for for everyone uh who has been following us and supporting us um nice thing that we're very excited about and we hope that you are as well and that is that we are this is, this is the tease that we've been teasing. Yes, good point. Good point. Oh, the that we've been teasing for weeks now. Um, you are correct. Good, good point, Brian. Um, we are officially, and it's actually already. We have officially launched a launched a Patreon. Uh, our Patreon is officially up. Um, it is available for everyone if you are interested. If there's something that you see as far as tiers, and yes, of course, our tiers <laughs> are candies uh, because that's all we really talk on this show is candies. Um, <laughs> Love so, it. If that is something that you are interested in, uh, you can definitely check that out. It's at patreon.com slash a certain POV. Uh, a certain POV is the uh, the backslash there. And so check that out and see if you are interested in anything on there. Really cool stuff that we got uh, on there that we're very excited about. And if people are interested, we're excited to do that for them. So uh, any thoughts on the Patreon, guys? I am so excited for the movie watch-alongs. Me too. Like, I'm going to make you guys watch all the animated films that you've never seen. <laughs> like, apparently wrote to El Dorado. Yep. Never seen it. <gasps> someone so by. someone oh make God. me watch it. We're going to watch it. 
<laughs> yes, Chuck, you are correct. Of course, Starburst is the highest yeah. tier. Yes. How, how could it not be? Let's be real. How could it not be the top yes. tier? It's, yeah, it's Come for on, sure. guys. Come um, on. Yeah, so uh, that, that'll be in the description of the video. I don't think I've thrown it in there just yet, um, but I'll go ahead and add that on here very, very shortly. Um, and so if you're interested, if you, if you want to check it out, see if there's anything that interests you, uh, we'd be more than happy to have you along the journey. So um, there is that tease as that Brian mentioned that we've been teasing for a while. Um, and before bringing our guests, one last thing, if you have any questions for today or for our guest or for ourselves, hit that Streamlabs. Uh, it is in the description below. Rachel threw it up in there in the chat. So thank you very much, Rachel. Um, and without any further ado, I think we're ready to bring our guest in, guys. You guys yeah. ready? Yes, 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 yes. All right. So as as you know, he's here. He's ready. We have Mr. Primetime Paul Oyama joining us on the show. How you doing, man? Hello, hello. How's everyone doing? It's good, prime good. time. Prime time time. Yes, you are correct. Prime time time. I'm not sure how I feel about the Starburst being the highest tier on the Patreon, Listen, but that's a take Paul, for I another video. Invite, that's a take for another video. Ah. I can uninvite you from the screen, Paul. I can, <laughs> we, can just, we can just end it here. Starburst are in very high regards here. They're in very high regards. <laughs> um yeah so i mean first of all before we get to the showdown just how's how's everything going how are you doing you know with quarantine going on and all that good stuff are you hanging out okay uh yeah um, i'm back to work uh speaking of work actually i thought i had a hard out on the show i got called off work uh, like two yeah. minutes ago so oh, there as you long go. as we want to go that's fine Perfect. um but yeah my, honestly my life is not that different like watching movies going to the beach uh that's kind of all that i do I will life. say something that's different. Um, so, yeah. I, I do see a sweet quarantine mustache coming in. Um, <laughs> honestly, that happened like a few weeks ago when uh, my razor, my electric razor ran out of battery when I was like part of the way through shaving. And I was like, I'll just roll with it. You know, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Who knows? We can part of a, you can be part of mustache squadron. I was when just going to say that. When we start oh, playing. Wow squadrons <laughs> wow that should be just jill and molly and ever and brian and, <laughs> and jake should just shave totally yeah. um so i mean glad everything's going good there i mean as far as shimona goes you you have the first round under underway it's good to go you got your victory um you know how did it feel to get that victory and, and of course we want to also want to know how is it how does it feel playing someone like marisol a rookie who kind of came out of nowhere and had a vast amount of knowledge going into this game i mean how how was that um see so yeah, i mean it felt like good just to get off the sort of the schneid that i was on you know like at the two game losing streak in singles like i had been on this trajectory and then things kind of came crashing out so it was nice to get back on track kind of um marisol not unexpected to me i actually kind of knew who she was before she was like even drafted and stuff because like i still am sort of involved with like fan league stuff so i saw her match like some of her matches and like i was aware of who she was generally so um, it was less of an unknown to me than I think it would be to almost anyone else. Uh, but it was exciting. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, she played so well for, for just entering the league. She has this fully formed character and everything. So that was good. I think it just uh, the, the match just felt nice. You know, obviously things went particularly my way in the match. Sorry, Molly. I know you were rooting for her in the match. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it just felt good to get a win, honestly, and to put points on the board for our faction, which is like, you know, it's such a tenuous position now with, with – us jockeying for a position. So it was, it was good yeah. um, to get that, you know, those, th those three points up in the little column. Now, did it, uh, did it make it even more nerve wracking that you knew who Marisol was? And so you kind of knew her gameplay and her, uh, her intellect with movie trivia. Did that make it more nerve wracking than maybe not knowing who she was? No, I think 
as long as I know what I'm up against, I think that's better for me. Like I'd almost rather play someone who is like definitely scary than someone who I don't really know much about. Cause I think it's that sudden rush of like, Oh man, like it for, if you know, it, I don't know how familiar Roka was with Collins, but like to get that rush of like, Oh, this guy hasn't missed a question yet. Like that's surprising. That's different than like, Oh, of course this person's going to play well. I know who they are. So I think for me, the familiarity made it less scary. Um, obviously didn't make her less formidable, but that part kind of eased me a little bit into it for sure. Very nice. Uh, Brian, you got anything? Um, no, you guys kind of hit my main one. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a new person. So, I mean, you kind of don't really know what you're getting into, but I, I mean, she's, she seemed, I mean, she, correct me if I'm wrong. She was a fan leaguer, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you do have that to kind of fall back on. Were you familiar with her in fan leagues or no? Yeah, I, I, I think I said that like a little. Yeah, I was did like, you? No. A minute ago. But no, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know if you meant specific. I meant like specifically, like you have been watching her for a while in yeah, the well, family. She, she's kind of an unconventional one because she's a she has a much different trajectory than other family players because she only played in like. I think three or four fan league matches before she oh. was drafted. And like, she met people in Orlando and it was more through that. I think that, I mean, the family stuff obviously helped, but I think that it was more the person to person interaction and getting to know them that way. Like me, Chance and Robert had like, you know, 20 plus matches. So it's like, that's a different kind of perspective on the sort of the fan league player. Um, so I, I mean, no one really knows a ton, ton about her because she hasn't played that many times, but um, I definitely knew who she was. Like, I, I still remember like people telling me like, Oh, and you know, like, you know, female competitors are kind of sparse in the Shmodan and in the fan league, sadly. So like, that's always kind of news. Unfortunately, it's, it'd be nice when, you know, the day that's not news, but um, I heard her because of that. And then she did well. She won her, I think she won all her matches that she played in. I'm pretty sure. So like, yeah, I definitely knew who she was though going in. And I want to ask you now, with uh, the teams finally officially announced, how stoked are you coming back in with uh, Lon and final exam to represent swag? I'm excited. I mean, yeah, it just feels like I'm playing a lot lately, which, you know, to, to <laughs> non-fans, that might be annoying. But it's it's a, it's a lot of fun for me. But if you're not um, a fan of pro, pro, primetime Polyama, you can just, like, get out, like, leave. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can still subscribe to certain people. I'm not going to ruin your subscriber count here. But, um, <laughs> I think there's a good chance. I mean, I honestly... 100% honestly, I don't know who we're playing yet, but I think there's a good chance we do end up playing Marisol and Adam, considering Ooh. the fact that now Adam will be playing Lon in the next round of the tournament, and I played her, There's and it makes sense kind of seating-wise, so I, I think that's a pretty realistic matchup, so that would that's be something I'm maybe, maybe looking forward to, but I mean, the tournament's kind of crazy. There's just a lot of teams. There's that obviously the unexpected entrant from the Droogs, so the tournament will be a bit of a wild card, I think. Yeah, they have to. Uh, they would have to get past. Is it uh, Zip and Zipper? No, because I think Whip? the play in it, the the play in is uh, Witching Power versus Zipper. And Whip. That's what it was. It was Witching Power. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You're so correct. I think that Marisol and Adam are just in the tournament, which makes sense with the way that they played. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, Molly, did you have anything for Paul? Uh, I was just gonna ask, like, for her coming in as a rookie, are you impressed by her her character work? I think it's hard like, not to be. I think especially like it's so good. It's, it's easy for someone coming in to have one thing, like you know, either be good at the trivia only or just be good at the character work. But I think like she is one of the most fully formed, I think, competitors that we've seen in a long time. I think 
she knows exactly what the kind of character she is. It fits right in kind of with her own faction. So, I mean, definitely that. And, you know, she still kept it tight when I played a perfect game. So, you know, yeah. she deserves all the, all the credit right. in the world. Played a perfect um, game. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she could have beat a lot of people in round one. You know, a lot of other people that have, maybe even people that won their matches, she could have beaten them. So, um, I mean, yeah, of course, like she's a, you know, this is kind of a budding star in the league for sure. All right, we do have a couple questions that have popped in. So this is going into round two, obviously, and Brian has a question. How do, how do you feel about playing Snyder again in round, in round two, facing up against the in-Snyder? Uh, I'm motivated, I think, just because I think, understandably, a lot of the talk about our last match is that I kind of escaped with one. With one you know, like I played, um, you know, not particularly well, especially if you count the fifth round. Um, it is interesting if you think about that that match was so close to being a TKO, like, if I just would have had one more point going into the last round, it would have been a TKO, but I'm motivated to sort of, to prove that that was not sort of a weird fluky win. It's going to be much different. Obviously, like I think we'll both play better and like a three round match. There's so much more kind of variability, like one question decides the match more so than in five rounders usually. Um, But I mean, it's, it's brutal. Like when you look at the rankings that came out, it's like, it does kind of, it does kind of suck for one of us that like two of the top four ranked players in the tournament play in round two. Mm -hmm. and that is not the case with the other round two matchups which is like definitely frustrating i think for for me and for jeff but it's i mean it's it's an exciting challenge for sure and i think i'm pretty um pretty locked in so i feel good about myself going into that match and i can't obviously control what he's doing um i'm glad that the the digital matches doing (laughs) i'm glad the digital matches are like above the waist so i don't have to see like the weird short shorts that he might be wearing (laughs) this studio match um but i'm i'm pretty pumped for it yeah I mean, who knows? He probably isn't wearing shorts at all, to be honest. That's just, that's just, I, I would have preferred. Can we go back to five seconds ago when that image was not <laughs> actually that's fair. That that's preferable? Fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone in here, we got a lot, we have a lot of swag fans. We have, and Samir is by far the one who continue every, every, not video, me, not me. Every, every video, <laughs> every video he does, it's, it's drip, drip, just constantly all the time. So well, maybe he just has a leak in his ceiling and he's just trying to let you guys know. Like, I don't even know if it's a swag thing. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so, and Brian had actually another question for you too. He says, how does it feel to be part of swag compared to the dungeon? What's the difference between the two? Um, it, it's also not just the factions different, but also the way that factions are set up now are so different. Like at the time we were one of like really three factions last year and there was only four play like, three players, I guess, in our faction. So it was just a different experience. This There's like the whole kind of roster. And, you know, we have all these different players like helping us prepare for matches. It's also just different because the character, I mean, both characters, I think, aligned pretty well with who the manager was at the time. Like, I think it would have been weird if I was like this nice, peppy, cool dude with, with, with Kaiser. I don't know if that would have totally jived. And I think with Winston, I don't know if, oh, I guess maybe, maybe last year's character would have fit with Winston a little bit. But, um, it's honestly just different. I can't really compare them a ton. The this course of the season has been so different as well. Like this being digital matches, that stuff is almost there's no really one to one you can draw between the two of them. So, I think different is kind of just the most obvious word, but it's also the the right word to describe it. I feel like the Hopefully. swag players are just they're all just like uber confident. Yeah, like they don't have to be a heel or face. It's just some, some confident. certainly more uh, than others in terms of the confidence <laughs> department in our faction. Uh, <laughs> I won't name names, but no, I, I think that Winston does instill that in us too. And I think part of it also is that we all do help each other improve. And I think 
that knowing that you've put in that work, I think gives you the confidence in a way that um, an uncertainty, if I were to use a joke about the, the name of the show, um, an uncertainty uh, would not allow you to have. All right, so we do have some Streamlabs that have came through. Um, this first one is actually from our last stream, caught in a little late on Thursday, and this was before the match that happened on Friday. It says, you guys are all amazing. Thank you so much. Such a boss season. I'm glad I uh, tune into your show. I agree with Molly. I want Bateman to win. Um, fortunately, we now know Tough that Bateman beat. didn't win. Um, yeah, so, uh, and we do have a couple more here. Maxwell Haddad, thank you so much for the super Thanks, chat and the donation, or the, the Streamlabs, excuse me, uh, and the donation. Just want to say I love you, uh, love what you've all been doing. Think the four of you make a great team. And the Lucas Black question was absolutely valid as a two pointer. Leave the question writers alone. Thank there you, we go. Max. Thank hot, you, Max. Hot off the hot, just hot start. Hot start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to that here in a little bit. Let me just run through these stream labs. So we have one from D Train. Thank you so much, D Train. Hey, guys. Hope you all had a great weekend. Football is back. Let's go, Giants. Which match in round two is each of your most anticipated? Mine is Lon Harris versus Adam Collins. I mean, look, after what Adam did last week, it's fair to say that's probably one of the most exciting round two matchups. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Paul and, and Jeff Snyder, obviously, with the rematch. And, you know, you had mentioned how you guys are two top players. Um, I'm excited to see Perry and Riley is one that I'm really looking forward to. So I don't know what everybody else is thinking. You want to name the rest of them? You said <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> I mean, I think isn't Bibbs playing Barbarian? That's the one. I think just as a, as a spectator, that's the one I'm most interested in. Is, is Barbarian. Yeah, just because yeah. just because the myth of the Barbarian is this thing that the Finsock Exchange has worked very hard to create. The sort of yeah. this unbeatable like you know force of, of trivia knowledge and seeing that to the test, I think against someone like Bibbs is uh, is yeah. very exciting. I think. Yep, I agree with that too. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a match. That's gonna be a match. The beast oh, yeah, versus I, the barbarian. The beast versus the barbarian. We love alliterations. <laughs> um, but I agree. I, uh, Paul, obviously, Paul v. Snyder, too, excited about. Um, and then very excited to see Perry play uh, play Riley. That's going to be... Mm -hmm. uh, that, I'm After she she took out freaking Kalinowski. Like, how could yeah, you no, not... The top right of the bracket is getting no love from anyone on this show. Everyone's like, eh, <laughs> Ethan and Zipper. <laughs> Tom Vader. Who oh, needs no, he, I love Zipper. I love Zipper. And he... ETKO'd Paul freaking Preston. Like, he didn't expect himself to do that. Like, you could tell he was stunned. Like, he was like... A lot of KOs in round one of the tournament. There's season. been a lot. There's been a lot. We, we've said it on the show. This season is just like... Like bracket busting and like uh, upset city is the upset word you're city. looking for. It's been there upset city this season. Like it's been crazy. You can never really you can't predict anything. Anymore. I haven't been upset about any of it, so I don't know about this upset season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe surprise okay. season. No, okay, flag. Listen, listen. <laughs> uh, Brian, did you have one? Upsets. Who I'm looking forward to? It's yeah. Perry and uh, Riley, just because they've they have a history and just. Like, I mean, I, I'm i really curious to see how far Perry goes. Mm -hmm. That's one of the harder to predict ones because that's two people coming off, like, solid but not, like, amazing efforts in their round one matches. So, like, mm -hmm. that is a lot of unpredictability. Like, you wonder yeah. which version of both of those players is going to show up. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of think yeah. that if, if either of them plays that way, it's going to be tough to win the match if they play the same way they did in round one. Yeah. And I feel like Perry went into it not really expecting to win. And now mm -hmm. that she has won, she like 
I felt the same way. Like once you get that win, it's like, oh, okay. Well, now I really want this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Riley, Riley's struggled on camera on on the digital. video format. Yeah, digital format. Whereas Perry kind of just, I mean, that's her job at this point. So she's comfortable with it. So. If she's interviewing like big actors, she's like, "Who's this? Who's this bum?" Yeah, yeah, so very true. Yeah, also they know each other pretty well, so I think it'll be a fun match. It's gonna be. Didn't they do? I want to say they did a podcast together for Collider at one point. Yeah, so it's like Brian said, the history is gonna make it fun for sure. All right, we have two more stream labs before we get to the the pay per view match here. This is from Sean Sullivan, not not Sean Sullivan, but Sean Sullivan. Um, it says, so look, is it Jake, really it, yeah, exactly. It says, look, Jake, I demand you remove Reese's pieces in favor of peanut butter M&Ms. We've talked about this. I'm just disappointed. Also. Hi, Paul. I miss you, man. So there you go. Hi, Sean. <laughs> uh, and then one more here from just a fan. Uh, and he says, he or she says, so Paul, you, you would Molly or so Paul, you Molly and Jill and Brian are amazing. Right. Making this awesome show. Uh, what advice would you give wow. to, not Blake Jake. or Drake oh. or whatever his name is to become oh. a fan favorite instead of the known it all heal. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> he is uh, Jake. Yeah, people people give Jake uh, some crap in our chat. Hey, five <laughs> real for the show or the bit, whatever, whatever. It I'll works. It's it's all real, bit. no kayfabe. <laughs> What's a kayfabe? I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> really, <said> it. <laughs> really. I don't know what it is. Um. All right. I mean, let's just let's stop putting it off. Let's just get to the pay-per-view match here because uh, we have a lot to discuss here. And we can start with the undercard, which is a great match to start this undercard mm-hmm. off with. Something that we were all very excited to see. Janine the Machine versus the Warfather. And she walks away with the TKO up against the Warfather, 17-11. Uh, to 11. Uh, Janine has had her struggles this year. It's obviously been in the forefront. A lot of people have talked about it. She's been the center of attention and conversation for a lot of stuff. But she finally got over that hump and got that victory and well-deserved because she crushed it. And played great and got the category she wanted to, uh, to to spin on and she crushed the category she got and it was just really fun to see her in such a uplifting mood after everything that's kind of happened this year um and like i said a perfect match to start this pay-per-view off so jill what are your thoughts on this one i've said it before and i've said it again i will forever and always ride the janine train i will always support her no matter what and she needed this win and i'm so glad she freaking crushed it like, she needed the win. She got the win. But that TKO was just a nice little cherry on top for her to... And she she's going to take this and she's just going to ride. And I was so thrilled for her because she deserves everything that comes her way. Nothing but love and happiness. And she freaking killed it. And I could not be more proud of her. Brian? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we know she struggled and, uh this season and people were writing her off, but you never write off Janine because it's only going to make her more hungry to come back and win. And she definitely did that because she stepped on the gas and never let up for a second. Uh, She, she was telling Sam what she wanted to do. She was commanding from the beginning. And I mean, I don't think there was any way she was going to allow this to be anything other than a win, yet alone TKO. And um, 
you can tell that, I mean, she, she was very happy about it. She was elated and she should be because it tells everyone that's been writing her off to shove it. And, uh, she, we, we always love a happy Janine and you could actually see how happy she was after on yeah. Tic Tac, Tic Tac, Tic Tac, Tic Tac. We're clearly up with yeah. the times. Someone watching Tic- Juno over here. I know, right? <laughs> uh, there you go. On Abby Friel, the Schmodown t- uh, TikTok. Yeah, we're, we're, pr- we're plugging it, Abby. Schmodown yeah. has a TikTok. Go follow. So, yeah, Janine, you could see her celebrating on the TikTok. Uh, Molly, what do you think? You, you love this. You you were you you absolutely love this. As soon as she got that victory, you were so high on it. I was so happy for her, and this match in general was just so fun to watch. Like it just it it made me think of the previous undercard uh, before the Smith Jericho match, which kind of just felt weird. <laughs> you know, it felt it it, it was like yeah. It didn't feel it didn't put you in like a great mood going into such a huge match, but yeah, this undercard <laughs> this undercard just like made me so happy. And like even uh Warfather, he he was so great with his character and you know not super upset about losing. He was, he kept his cool. Janine was amazing and it just it it set us up for greatness going forward and i was so happy for janine i what did she spin on the wheel i forget was it audrey Audrey hepburn i was like four for four yeah and i was like not sure if if that was like a strength of hers at first and so i was like really worried but then she swept through it and i after that i was like damn (laughs) just just damn like (laughs) and i will add i will add that if this is the last time we see her this year Awesome to end on a victory. Yes. Awesome to end on a victory. So, uh, Paul, what do you think of this one? Uh, I think this match had one of the funniest wrong answers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> when Warfather said "old boy" with like the confidence of a man who had, like made the movie himself, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. His face too, when they tell him that it's wrong, is just hilarious. That's funny for so many different reasons. Like if you're like a big movie fan. The idea of old boy Spike Lee's old boy getting like an Oscar is like one of the also hilarious in and of, like in its own right. But uh, no, I mean I think it's a it's a good step I think for Janine to get back, and I think especially if she gets another one after this, then she'll like really be back. I think this was sort of like a, a sort of a stepping stone to plateau her into. No, no offense to Warfather, I guess for calling him a stepping stone, but her record was in a really rough place to be totally honest, and I think that she need she needed to string together a, a win or two. I think. Um, especially with her not being in the team's tournament, I, I feel, feel really bad for her that um, she even said, like, part of the reason she didn't do the singles tournament was because she wanted to focus on Intergeekdom in teams and then didn't end up in the team's tournament. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a rough beat. But So I think it's it's great for her to, to with such a big audience, too, you know, with the, with the live crowd waiting for that big match, for her to get a win like this so decisively. Um, it was just, yeah, it was a really impressive showing by her. Um, you know, Warfather just got a category that he, he you know, wasn't probably particularly strong in, um, and just kind of struggled as as people tend to do some from time to time when you just get that category that's just not not the thing you're ready for. Um, but yeah, I mean, she took care of business, you know. Um, I think she definitely, I would say, she certainly put Audrey Hepburn on the wheel. I don't think you get the nun story if you just are guessing or, or going off of some random sort of base knowledge. But um, 
I mean, she put in a game plan and, and executed it pretty much perfectly. So I got to I got to tip my hat to her. I think it's it's a really pivotal match for her too. Yeah, things finally went her way. I mean, she got opponent's choice uh, to up against Warfather, and uh, she got a category she liked with Audrey, Audrey Hepburn, and it's really fun to see. Awesome. Plus, the suspects really needed it. Uh, they were in the bottom of the standings, and they needed the points. Uh, and going into <laughs> what uh, Ethan Irwin's doing in singles, and then for the teams, they could definitely use those extra points. So, uh, with Not that in last said, place anymore. Yeah, they're not. In last place, not in last. Not it that I can help the anymore. Dungeon? But the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, the dungeon, right? Okay, I believe so. Yeah, it was either the dungeon or the droogs, one or the other. Oh, it might be the droogs. It might be the droogs. I think it, it, it might make sense to be the. Droogs. I'm sure someone, someone in the chat, the chat. Uh, Leo, Leo, if you're in the chat, just yeah, someone confirm in the chat. You'll correct us one way. Yeah, you'll correct. Okay, let's get to the big one here. We have Dan Merle and Ben Bateman for the singles title match, a five round match up here, and a match. Let's just start with the match in general before we get to some other stuff, obviously. Uh, Leo said, there you go, Burning Jukes are in last. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the match itself was hyped because it's, it's Bateman Merle 2. We saw what happened in Atlanta earlier this year. Merle takes the title back from Bateman. Bateman's going in, attempting to get it back. And I know that after that second round, I had pretty much been holding my jaw the entire time because I was shocked at what was happening. Um, I was not expecting to see such a giant point gap at that point. Um, you know, the, the, the betting round definitely played a huge factor and then it kind of, uh, bled into some other stuff as well. But, um, as far as a match goes, one of the best match, maybe the best match I've ever seen because of how it ended, uh, and what had happened. I mean, a six point differential coming back in the final round is especially up against, uh, you know, competitors who are going for the title. That seems very difficult. Like that, like it's not just a regular singles match we're talking about. These are two guys who are going to play for the singles title. And you don't expect a six-point swing to happen so quickly. Um, so I was very impressed. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, you know, Murrow obviously struggled at points, and Bateman was definitely on his game until the very end. And, you know, it's funny because that's just how it works. That's how the Shmona works. That's how sports works. And uh, it seemed like every emotion was in the forefront and that um, everything that the Shmona is came out that night and in that match. And I'm very happy it did because it was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. So, uh, Paul, I'll go, I'll go right back to you on this one, man. What, what did you think of this one? Uh, yeah, I, who would ever blow a six-point lead in the final round? Certainly not me in a team's match a year ago <laughs> or anything like that. I no, I mean, it was I just – it was such a crazy match. And I was watching the match with, like, a couple other people. And it was just like as soon as the betting round moment happened, we were just kind of like, yeah, I guess it's just over because – you kind of knew that Dan wasn't going to really mount a comeback in the speed round. I think you have to kind of figure that he's at best going to come out maybe plus one. Um, but when, especially when he comes out of that round down six, I think you kind of write that match off as pretty much over. That is like the zone you want to be in going into the last round is up six. That's like the perfect amount, I think. And, you know, you see what happens. Uh, as soon as I, as I heard the, the two point question, I was like, Ooh, I think this might happen because whenever you get to the five, the best players even like are maybe like 60% accuracy on the five pointers. That's just a total toss up. Um, I think the stat is actually that like two, over two thirds of the time, uh, if both players are asked to five, the losing player wins the match. Like the player who goes into the round losing wins the match. So wow. once that sort of possibility comes up, I think you really start to get nervous. And I think especially when you have that lead and it starts to slip away, like it's really, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would say that Ben was necessarily like dominating the match. It was really just the betting round because they were even in round one. 
Um, they were just about, I think in round two, I think that just about even in, in round two as well. Um, so that betting round swung the whole thing and it felt like it was kind of over. I mean, it's just a total mirror pretty much of the Atlanta match, but even a little more agonizing, I guess. So it was just an insane thing that like, it took a while afterwards to know, like to really process that it had really happened the way it had. Uh, Molly. Yeah, I was there, uh, at the Atlanta match. Um, and I was going to say the same thing. This was completely different. Like, they just like played differently. There was a whole different vibe, and obviously, there's this whole digital aspect to it now. But this was like a really great match to watch up until the point swing, and then after the betting round, it was just like, yeah, everyone kind of was like, "What's happening right now? Like, is this really going the way that we think?" Oh, and then it, and then it's over. So, yeah, I, I was I was pretty shocked. Um, I think Dan was very shocked. Yeah, and Mara, <laughs> Dan and Mara both were. Very yeah. Shocked. Um, I was waiting for the high five. Oh, and yeah, no one cares that Mara's in the room when Dan plays, but if Alex is in the room when I play, I'm <laughs> obviously cheating. Well, I think she she the truth specifically was not in the room, and then she opened the door because she had answered all his five, and she was like. Like, yeah. did you lose? Yeah. Or did you Are lose you, yet? Uh, did you lose? Yeah. <laughs> but if Alex opens the door to give me a high five, <laughs> you're cheating, Molly. <laughs> I'm done cheating. <laughs> Canceled. Um, let's not go there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, I, I wanted, I, I really wanted Ben to win this. And it, he just, I don't know, the those last couple of questions, man, I, I can't really talk because I am terrible singles as you all might might know from watching our break or our reactions <laughs> and our play alongs. <laughs> me too <laughs> i need to watch more movies that aren't star wars but and, and i feel bad for him yeah make sure alex does that too make sure he watches a lot of movies that are not star wars that's listen, not really important listen. to watch star <laughs> there wars you go. Listen. Um, just let him enjoy whatever he wants you know you don't listen. want that you know alex wants alex wants to get into the singles i will say it right now he he wants it to do that but he's also i mean come on come on anyways he's gonna run uh, in and be like be quiet be quiet be quiet be quiet <laughs> uh brian thoughts on the match i thought it was a, a very good match very entertaining yeah. um and i i mean regardless of the after stuff the match itself was great I mean, we were sitting, I was sitting there going, holy crap, like, this is not Dan at his best. Like, he's, I was, I was like, is he really going to get TKO'd? Like, I, I was shocked. And, I mean, <laughs> he ends up winning it. And, I mean, our shock was felt by not only just the fans, but him and Mara also. Yeah. But, um yeah, it, it it was a great match. Fun, entertaining. Um, definitely had it all over the places. I was thinking, I thought the wheel was going to be the determining factor. The wheel was so hard. That wheel was yeah. insane. Oh, my God. That was, of course, possible. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was fun. That wheel looked so effing difficult. Oh, my God. Yeah. That so, was 
that wheel. Yeah. So, I mean, I fully expected Ben to capitalize in the speed round. Um, and then, I mean, you know, I figured they both would probably go perfect if not have one miss each in the first round. So, I mean, it, to me, the wheel was going to be the ter- determining factor. And clearly it wasn't by the last round standards. But um, it, it was a great, great match. Entertaining. Uh, but um, like I said on Friday, or no, Thursday, I've I've learned to stop picking against Dan Merle <laughs> because somehow <laughs> the man always seems to pull it out yeah. of his back pocket. Yeah. And that, that almost always. Almost. Almost. Oh, almost always. Okay. That is other true. Than, other than Wayne's <laughs> control, y'all. Almost always. Uh, Jill, what about you? I... When, like y'all know me there's matches where i get like insane anxiety and this was definitely <laughs> one of them i said on thursday that my head said dan but my heart said ben and i was pulling so ridiculously hard for ben on this match and then we were we were texting each other we were all texting each other about this match and i can't tell you how many expletives i dropped because there were so many <laughs> things that were happening and twisting and turning and when that wheel popped up i literally went what what the hell is this wheel? This is the most insane wheel I have ever seen in my life. Like, what is happening? Like, there's Hitchcock on there. There's like, ho- there, what? There's have you seen the corruption wheel? versus founding fathers wheel? I think that wheel is way crazier. If you look I back, will have to. That I'll have is to an look insane back. wheel. And a really, really weird one. I'll, I'll trust. I'll trust Paul now. <laughs> I'll trust. You, I trust you. But and then and then Ben landed on Hitchcock, and then I was going, is the mind game started happening and I was going, is this a strength of his? Does he not know anything from Hitchcock? And I didn't know what was happening. And then when Dan missed the betting round question, I literally just sat and I went, Oh my God. Like, Oh my God. And then the round three happened and I was talking to everybody here. I went, he, Ben can TKO. Ben can freaking TKO Dan freaking Merle. What is, what is happening? And then Dan Merle being the goat that he is got all of his third round questions correct. And then it just, and then it just didn't work out in Ben's favor. And it, I, I was so, and I was texting, I was texting another friend of mine during the match because she couldn't watch it. And I was texting her throughout, like giving her like a play by play. And I have, I had never felt other than, Smets losing to Chandru, I had never been more like I was so heartbroken, and then of course Paul losing, which I was also very heartbroken. Mm. About. Well, like, oh, that that was like not very sudden though. That was like, oh, that's happening. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. really happening. No, but <laughs> for that's for, what that was. for for Ben to be six points ahead only to not win that match was so <laughs> heart wrenching for me because I know how hard these players work for the like i know so many of these players and i know how much they work towards it ben especially and my heart just ached and i went uh, thrilled for dan because i think he fi- he like officially solidified himself as the freaking goat of the schmodown but like oh, was, was that for debate was that, was that for debate <laughs> it is up for debate everything is always up for debate but i my heart just sank but then we got then we got heel Ben, so which I love heel Ben, and we got the heel turn. Is it heel so. Ben? Yeah, there's 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 obviously a lot to discuss, and we can kind of get into it now. We've talked about the match itself. The big yes. thing comes from the two point uh, question in round five for Ben. Uh, the 
Lucas Black question. Um, and I'm just going to open the floor. Uh, and I'll just say, you know, just for so I put this out there. I knew the question. Um, it's I don't know if it's because I'm a fan of the movies. I don't know if it's because I recognize them from stuff. And so that's just my take on it. Um, but if anybody else wants to step in and give their thoughts on this two pointer and the debacle that has kind of come from it the past couple of days, the floor is open. Anyone want to go before me? Uh, I can start <laughs> if you want. Yeah. So I think that there obviously there's a lot of controversy about whether this two pointer should have been an, it should have been a two pointer. And the way I feel about it is, I think that it's certainly harder than pretty much every two pointer that's been asked this season. Um, I think. It's one of the harder two-pointers we've seen. But I also think that it's like an okay two-pointer. I think, to me, it makes a little more sense as a three-pointer. And, like, that was where I kind of would expect the question like that to be. But, like, to me, it's it, the the stardom of, of an actor shouldn't determine the viability of asking about them in the Schmodown. And, like, their career outside of the movie that's being asked about, I think, is, like, certainly, like, that makes it easier if they're more famous. But there's a couple of sort of analogs that I, I was thinking about. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the before movies, like before sunrise, before sunset, yeah. before midnight, um, Ethan Hawk. but Ethan Hawke's co-star Julie Delpy in there is a similar case of, I think she's a fair question as a two pointer. She doesn't really do much outside of those movies, but like those are big, important cult movies that are like have cultural impact. Um, and another similar one is the two pointer I got against Snyder, which is who plays the title character in Lucas, who's Corey Haim, who's really, only famous in the 80s that's not really a famous movie um i don't think that it's outside the realm of other two-pointers that we've seen at some point it's pretty tough but like lucas black is also not really a nobody like he was a big deal especially like late no not a big deal but like late 90s early 2000s he almost played anakin skywalker um he's the kid in sling blade he plays Wee reese in 42 which is a movie that has like become obviously like culturally more relevant now like in the last couple of weeks quarterback so, in Friday Night lights yeah, he's not a nobody actor. And like I think saying that fast that Tokyo Drift is like the least important film in the franchise doesn't really matter. It's still like a movie that made almost two hundred million dollars and was like a huge big deal and he's the lead actor. So it's tough. And like I do sympathize that's way harder than From Dusk Till Dawn, the Tarantino question that Dan got. But I think it still is like it's a, it's on I think it should be on the table to ask something like that as a two point. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, Lucas Black is, he's the sixth from the top build on 42. I know there's some big names in that movie. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like, like have Harrison his, Ford and Chadwick. And yeah, I have yeah. his IMDb pulled up. He was in stuff. Jarhead. I mean, come on. But even that, like, <laughs> even if he wasn't in, like, almost any of those movies, I don't think that means that you can't ask about it. Right. I I feel like the the two and three point questions can be easily I don't know uh, interchangeable as far as difficulty it just all depends on the person and what category you get <laughs> there you go there you go very very yes. true uh, any, anybody else Brian Jill do you guys have any thoughts on this one do I have thoughts Brian would you like to go first or would you I like mean, to go first I I said it on Twitter, and I mean, that was enough for, for the people that were upset that I subtweeted it. Tag him in it. I don't care. Um, it, it's, it didn't matter. You still missed the five. So why? What, 
it didn't make a difference. I mean, I, I get it. You, you could have probably rallied up or something, but it, you still missed the five. Like if you would have hit that five, you would have won. I mean, don't take from the two when you could have, you had two chances. Mm -hmm. You had two chances. You could have gotten the two and the three, or you could have gotten the five and you would have won. I mean, and let's be honest, there's three people of name in Tokyo Drift. Bow Wow, who I don't count, that's for sure, <laughs> as the main lead. Sung Kang, who he was thinking of, which is a fair guess, but not in Furious 7. And Lucas Black. You picked the wrong one. You were thinking of the wrong one. I, I, think, no, there's no, I don't think there's any argument that there's any other lead. Like, if you've seen Tokyo exactly. Drift, the movie begins exactly. with him in the United States, and then he goes to Japan. Like, He's the movie's the not movie. about... Yeah. Sung mm -hmm. Kang. Sun, uh, in fact, Sung Kang is like not even as prominent as Brian T in the movie who plays yeah, Drift yeah, King. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, that's just like the word Tokyo is in the title, so it's the Asian guy is kind of how I feel like that gets um, thrown thrown in there. And it's not like it's not like you knew Sung Kang either. So like, exactly, exactly. If Sung yeah, Kang yeah, was yeah, the exactly. answer, it was you still wouldn't have said his name. It's just like stop being a sore loser. You lost. Like. It's it's no one's fault but your own. Like I'm just tired of cer certain players when they lose. It's everyone else's fault but their own. Like it's there's a select few that refuse to accept, recognize it. that they lost, that they lost, <clears throat> not anyone else. And if you had a problem with it, challenge it. If, if it's that big of a deal, make a point and challenge it. Like, I mean, if you're convinced that that is not a valid argument or a valid question and all this other stuff, that's what the challenges are for. You could make a, a point with it. You have a manager that you can back you up with it. But you accepted it and moved on. So it's like it's not like his hands were tied. It's not like he didn't have a say in any of it. I'm just, I, I'm frustrated with certain competitors that it's, it's never their own fault that they lost. There's always a reason to why they've lost. And it's not all of them. It's only a handful, but it's just, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are from the fa same faction though. <laughs> yeah, you're really trying to stir the it, usual right? suspects. You guys are. Yeah. 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 Dude, I will not stop talking about losing my game. I, I think Molly's <laughs> had more challenges in one match than the whole entire faction has for her. But um, yeah. it. dang it! I, <laughs> Sorry, I kind of derailed. I kind of derailed you right there. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was fine. beautiful. That was beautiful, Paul. But I just whatever. Like it's. It, move on like you lost i get it you put a lot of work into it and i i can't say that i compare and stuff like that the amount of time you're putting into it but I, like it sucks you move on this isn't the first time you've gotten to compete for this too like you had the same opportunity 
earlier in the year. Well, that's what makes it more frustrating for him, I think, to be fair. Is that is being so close. And that's what the frustration is. It's one day after the match. And it's one day after the match. I think like he might have be singing a different tune a week, a month, a couple months from now. So I think it's like I definitely like I definitely understand being in that place of being super mega frustrated. Like if I had lost this match to Snyder because the fan yelled that thing out in the crowd, I would still be talking about that. Yeah. To this day. So like I kind of get it. Yeah, he, uh, he had a Jill? Yeah. <sighs> Time is yours. Jill has to take uh, a deep, deep breath before this. I know, hold on. Just, I need to, I've been, I've literally gone through my <laughs> entire cup of tea so I can like not scream at the camera. So, uh. Also, there, this is important, but I do want to talk about other stuff in the match a little later because there are a lot of yeah. things that I think yeah. are not on, being talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, I want to hear this rant. I want to hear the rant first. Go oh, ahead, because we're on topic why of, you, the, why of, you the, gotta do of this situation. Okay. Go ahead. Unload. I... Jill, should I just put you up on the screen? No, please don't. <laughs> I so, I so, Jill. No, please don't. Um, I am all about a Bateman heel turn. When he went full on heel after that match, I Absolutely. was stoked because I'm like, yes, Bateman is. I love, I like, I love Bateman better as a heel than as a face, and I think everyone agrees with me. Like, he, heel Bateman is the best Bateman. I don't heel think Bateman he was ever. He was never Absolutely. really a face, to be honest. No, he was never yeah, really no, a face. No. He was just there. You um, go. Like Samir just said it. Heel Bateman. Heel is Bateman best is best Bateman. Bateman. And so when that heel turn happened, I was freaking thrilled, and I went, "Oh my gosh, maybe this is a lead up to like my mind started going places. I'm like, maybe this is like a slow lead up to maybe like a team action reunion, which I'm sure everybody." Everyone wants a team action reunion. And I was thrilled. Fast forward to 24 hours later, and I see someone tweeted a thing saying, Oh, no. this whole rant about what? About slow slow what? down, Jill. <laughs> we lost you. Hold on. Hold on. You're ranting faster she, she, than your she internet. Joined can the handle. I think. There you go. Am I back? Yeah, yeah. You oh, were, yeah, just, better, you were yeah. just ranting. Sean faster went to the internet, internet and unplugged it. <laughs> like guys my ethernet is still in um no and so anyway fast forward 24 hours later and i see a tweet um from ben bateman basically saying that that should not have been a two-point question that lewis black is not a star lucas, which lucas black lewis black lucas, is, is, the, is the anger Paul, guy. <laughs> Paul, i don't know actors, okay no it's just funny because in the same match he got a question about lewis black so that's why a lot about of people lewis have been black. saying no, I know. yeah i get yeah, yeah. that, that answer because it's disney but um and i see this tweet and then i'm like okay maybe this is in character and then he doubles down and starts going after the question which in my eyes is going after the question writers if your first instinct of turning heel is to go after the question and the question writers, you've lost me. I Ben is a better heel than that. And he like what he said after the match inter- with after the match interview blaming Gucci for him not having studied one of the biggest action franchises in the world, go with that. Don't go after the question writers. And you like do you know who gets to decide if it's a two-point question or not? The question writers. So, like, people coming after them going, that's not a two-point question. That's not a two-point question. Uh, yeah, it is, because they put it there. So it's a two-point question in a championship match in your strength. Like, it just, it, it, it both infuriated me and really made me sad 
because I know Ben is better than that. He's a better heel than that. Like, I also, and what Brian said, like, you also missed your five on a question that was literally asked about two days prior in Paula Marisol's match. I knew that answer because it was said in Paul and Marisol's match. I went, isn't that the one that they answered about like 1408 or something? Like he had all the luck in the world with a five pointer that was asked about a movie that was literally asked two days ago. Like, I don't know how much luckier you can get, but he's so focused on like, apparently so focused on this two point question. And like, I said it on Twitter. I've said it, I think, on this on our streams a bunch. It's really okay to admit that you don't know the answer to a question. There's nothing wrong with that. Or it you just show, messed up. Or you just like everyone has those instances <clears throat> where you just get dealt a question that you don't know. Kira. Kira. Oh, like, what nice. I think not. That's not really not knowing. I feel like that's more of like a brain didn't. That was a brain fart. I did know that. <laughs> I know. I, but like. like like Dimolanta, for example. Dimolanta. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Uh, Dimolanta straight up admitted that he just didn't know his five pointer. It slipped through the cracks. That's okay. Like, it, it's. I don't understand why that's so difficult for some people to just admit that they didn't know the answer to a question. And like. And I'll I'll step I'll step in and kind of add to what you were talking about, Jill, about uh, going after the the question and the question writers, uh, you know, being the same thing. I do think that you know if if you have a disagreement with a question or something like that's fine. I understand that, but you kind of have to look at the questions almost as layer like a rule where they're decided for you, and you just have to accept them, mm -hmm. like. Just because you argue that it might not be a three-point question doesn't mean they're going to change it to a three-point question after the match, during the match, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like You kind of just have to accept the way that things happen because those are the things that you don't have control over when you're, when you're a player in whether it's movie trivia or sports. Like That's just that's how it happens, whether it's rules or, you know, in this case, a question for a point value. Whether or not you disagree with it, you just have to accept it. You have to accept it. You have to try to answer it. If you don't answer it, guess what? You got it wrong. Like you got it wrong. And you move on. And that's okay. And like, I feel for Ben. I completely understand why he would be upset about losing this match. He has every right to be upset about losing this match. That's not what, that's not my thing. Like I feel for Ben so much, but stop. <laughs> like there's there's so many other factors like just don't and this goes for any player i don't care if you have been playing since season one or if you are brand new as soon as you go after a question or a question writer you lost me like and like brian said if he disliked that question so much you have a challenge for a reason and pj has said i've seen him in comments saying that that's how they adjust things and that's how they learn that's why the challenge is there so that they don't so that they can tweak it and that they can fix things later on. And no player has ever challenged the validity of a question in the point value that it was asked in. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's worth exploring. Exactly. Uh, I will disagree a little bit with you guys. I actually don't, I think there is room for, for conversations about whether questions were, do belong in certain, in certain categories and in certain point values. But I think, especially in that situation, if you have such an issue with it, I think you have to challenge. 
-hmm. Exactly. And, ex exactly. And, then and make them answer there, the question. And if, you know, maybe afterwards, if they, if they rule the other way, maybe you want to start a, a discussion about whether that was true or not, that's different. But I think mm -hmm. if you, if you have a dispute with the way that it's, it's categorized in terms of point value, you got to challenge that and no one, no one's challenged it. So it's not like there's any precedent against you. Yeah. All there is is sort of whatever the decision comes to. And I think I mean, someone like Ben is also way more likely to win that challenge than almost any other player in the league. So, like, yeah, like, like he won, he won the challenge at Spectacular on one of the dumbest challenges I've ever seen. <laughs> the thing about what men want, which is just blatantly was not correct at all, and he got the points for it. So, why not challenge? Like, and that's the thing: if whether he got whether the challenge is awarded or not, like, shoot your they shot. They could have given him a new question. They could have given him a new question. So, like, I... And you could see him thinking about challenging it. So, uh, whether or not he would have won the challenge or not, it, it... Like, even if he didn't win the challenge, it would have started a conversation as to, like, what are the... What should the set kind of categories be for a two-point question? You know? Do I you think, think challenges he challenges if he's playing someone else? I think there's a chance a chance that if it's not Dan, someone in his faction and someone he respects so much, I think there's a decent chance that he does challenge the question. Yeah. And I think that um you know, there's a lot you know, Dan always is pretty vocal about sort of integrity and, and not wanting to win certain ways. And I almost wonder if that influenced Ben into not challenging. That's um, that's also maybe valid. to his detriment. I think I think it was more of whatever, I'll just hit the three and the five. That I don't think so. I don't think so because <clears throat> Ben hates fives. He's talked about this many times. Yeah, he hates five pointers. You know, it happened to him in Atlanta the first. You know, when they played the first time, he could just got a five pointer. That's like, man, he got that five pointer against Roca too. The teenage beat Ninja Turtles one that was kind of crazy. Like, I don't think he would want to leave that to chance. And that's why it was so big for him to be up six is because you don't have to 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 put your hand in that grab bag of five. Pointers. Yeah, I think challenges especially now that things are virtual challenges are so much harder to handle yeah. because in the live studio, you can kind of side eye different people. You can side eye your manager and see what kind of face they're making, or you can just see uh, what, like you can read the room a little bit. Virtual matches, uh, challenges, challenges are just, more difficult then again and, though when you're in the studio a lot of people are just when there's challenges a lot of people are just yelling their opinions so it makes yeah. it kind of chaotic <laughs> and it's like someone challenges and like some people some person who's like just there someone's like girlfriend or something their boyfriend that's there just yells it's out me. some opinion about it and it's total mania that was so that was subtweeting uh in conversation for um i learned that from brian but um but no i i almost God, give me <laughs> i hope someone does go ahead i don't care <laughs> Maybe um, don't Le Le get the guy a break. You know, it's, he already he got dunked on pretty hard yesterday by, uh, you know, if there was a shoot on Twitter. So everybody, <laughs> but I and I kind of piggybacking off what Dwayne had commented. If we're gonna put this into WWE terms, if people go after somebody in WWE, they go after the McMahons. They go after Stephanie. They go after Vince. They go after Triple H. The writers are backstage people that have that. They write the questions. They're not personalities. And they don't get paid enough. Are you saying <laughs> Abby doesn't have a personality? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> like, like, they, like they... You don't want to get Abby on this show. Oh, Abby will. <laughs> Abby, will Abby will come after you. 
She's like, killing on on the Tic Tac though, Brian. The Tic Tac, yeah, on the Tic Tac, like and the, but like that's the thing. They're not personalities. They are there to I write have that coming for Kira. And like, and that's why I said Ben going after Gucci for that, hundred percent cool, hundred percent okay. Mm. When you bring the question, when you bring a question, or into a conversation, or the like, in in so fact of the question writers, it brings kind of this mob mentality. And then people start going after the question writers. And then the question writers shouldn't have to go into a Facebook group and defend themselves. Like, at the end of the day, that's that's just not how it should be. The question writers shouldn't have to defend themselves over something that they wrote because they are the question writers and they get to decide if it's a two-pointer or a three-pointer or a five. Like, the fact that they have had to literally go into a Facebook group and defend themselves is not okay. And that's not cool. And... I will die on that soapbox and I keep bringing it up. I don't don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care if you've been here since season one. And it sucks because it dominates the rest of the match because there's so many other interesting things to talk about in this match. I honestly think that the match is decided by so many other things rather like the two pointer obviously would have swung the match, but there are so many other inflection points that I think you can point to as, as things that really matter. And like, that are more interesting to talk about as well. I think like in terms of long-term implications too. So like mm-hmm. that is kind of a bummer is when, you know, you see a lot of comments on the, and then you look for it and it's just people yelling about. A team what, play like, question. You know, yeah. So. Which, yeah. And that's, and what there are, was another match that had that same thing where it's like a controversy happened and we're like, we, we're not talking about this great match because people decided to make a controversy over something. And now everyone's talking about Roka, the I think Ethan and Roka was the one, it, if that's what you're it, thinking about, because with the whole decade thing and then the whole Sergeant thing. Yeah, that, that was, was one uh, of them. It, Jill, you also might be thinking of Guy Bateman, of Guy's personality and Bateman going perfect in the match. And that maybe, was never talked about. Maybe that could have been too, because yeah, Bateman went yeah, perfect. Well, you know, going perfect. You know, other people can do that too, matter. you know. <laughs> Apparently that any <laughs> random rookies off the street can do that. So is that really <laughs> that important? That impressive, you know? Yeah, look at Adam Collins. Yeah, that's, yeah that's Adam Collins, Ben, Paul, and Adam. Exactly. Well, so since, since you brought it up, Paul, I want to know what 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 do you think were some of the other moments in that match that were kind of swing moments? Um, okay, so I think uh, one that people won't might not think about too much is in round one. Ben got actually got out to an early lead when. Dan missed the question about last flag flying. And I think, especially against a player like Dan, when especially when he's the favorite, you kind of have to protect that lead. And I think when Ben, um, I think he missed, is it Vera? I think he missed Vera Farmiga and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just can't, I don't, I just, you can't slip back. Um, the same thing happened to me against Dan, honestly. Like when, when I missed the question about um, Cujo, what kind of, what breed of dog it was. And I think against players like Dan, you, it, it's, you, you want to be able to dictate the match. And that means you have to be ahead. You can't be tied against a, someone who's a, a defending champion. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big one. Obviously, the five-pointer um, that, that Ben got was a one-point question in me and Marisol. Um, so if you want to talk about sort of like values of questions and like difficulty, um, that was a one-point question. Granted, we got the name of the actor instead of the hotel. But I almost think the hotel is like on par with John Cusack in terms of being a pretty famous piece of trivia. Like... Before I'd even started competing, back when I honestly didn't know that much about movie trivia, to be honest, guys, like three years ago, like <laughs> I knew what 1408 was because of the Dolphin Hotel, and like that was like a thing. I mean, maybe that's just a personal thing, but I think that. Well, um, it's, like, it's when, like the outlook for um, Overlook. The Shining. 
the overlook. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, but you know what I mean. It's like the overlook. No, no, hundred percent. And then the thing is, to, is to, again, it's like they also when they asked that in in our match, they also also said the character name. And I think for me, that should like that match was like a few days ago. That should have like oh, Mike Enslin. This was just yeah. asked. Boom. Um, mm-hmm. That you just have to get stuff like that. I think and like. Obviously, like you know, it's a Dan Danson. He didn't know it either, so it's like not like it's a super easy layup question for everyone. But I think you gotta be more attentive to the rest of the league sometimes when, when stuff like that's asked. You know, you notice certain movies come up, you should probably pay more attention to them. Uh, and if something's asked, like it, it could be asked again, so you, you gotta be prepared for that. And that's and that's the thing is like I like when Sean and I were studying Star Wars, the first thing we did was watch Star Wars matches, and so. You get a feel for how they write the questions. Exactly. You get a feel for how they write the questions. And if a movie is brought up, I feel like if a movie is brought up once, 9.9 out of 10 times, it's going to be brought up again in some kind of capacity, you know? And the fact that the, that 1408 was literally asked two matches before his, and that he's on a show called backstage where they talk about the matches. Like, I feel like everything (laughs) was kind of given to him in that five pointer. And unfortunately, he just couldn't he just couldn't pull it. But like he had all he had everything going for him in that five. It was literally asked about. He's on a show called Backstage where they talk about the matches, and and that's how I remembered that question was because it was literally like I've never seen fourteen oh eight. I just remember the previews for it, but I remembered the answer to that question because it was in your match. I went, it's 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 the fourteen. I might have said thirteen oh eight, but like I knew what it was referring to. So and it's. I, like I said, I was heartbroken for Ben. I am still heartbroken for Ben for losing this match. I was rooting for him so hard in this, but like, it's okay to just say you didn't know a question. Like there's, it's, it's fine guys. It's okay. It doesn't hurt your ego. It doesn't make you look like less of a player. Ben is still to this day and will be one of the best players in this game. Like, I don't know if anyone will disagree with me on that. He kicked me up and down the street in December, <laughs> so it's not like I'm a person to say that he's not worthy of you know, being like, that and Like he, he took, he, he could have TKO Dan Merle, like, and that's that's a, that's a gold medal to you for that. Like that's amazing. You're an amazing player, and I understand that you're going to be kicking yourself over this match because it's kind of like a deja vu moment where he was ahead in Atlanta and he was ahead in this one, and he still it still got out of his grasp. But, but Ben is a he. Ben's a better heel than to just blame a question. He's a better heel, and he has other things he can do to kind of. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox because I can talk about this forever. <laughs> Sean's gonna pull the internet cord. Sean's gonna come in here. He's gonna open the door. He doesn't even like, need to. Apparently, the internet's just like trying I, to yeah. cut it out of itself. You know, it's sentient. That's never <laughs> happened. My internet. It's because they're my roommates are watching the Princess Bride read-along thing that they're doing um, <laughs> oh that had bad internet too the connection was pretty terrible it was kind of yeah. hard to watch actually so anyway i and i i still i still respect that but like here it goes what he's what? pulling the plug on you again oh the internet's just see she's gone but so like like I said, he has every right to be upset. And like when he lost that match, I was like, oh my God, he's gonna be kicking himself. And like I I I hurt I hurt for him, but like, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Tim Franco's comment. Yeah, yeah, no. Part so, of me also is always kind of wondering, like, 
anytime any player in this game tweets or put something on Facebook or anything, I'm like, is this a character thing or are they being genuine? And I like, sometimes I cannot tell. Yeah. And I, I, I worry that it, it's genuine when people think it's a character or vice versa. And I don't know, that's, that's just another part of this game that people who aren't into wrestling like me, I'm like, What's what happening that? here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently they're on Team Action right now talking about how the question was bogus. So I'm going to assume little yeah. column A, little yeah. column B. Yeah, they're over there right now. Um, let, let, To kind of just move it forward a little bit from Sorry. Sorry. the question. No, 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 you're, you're fine. We're, <laughs> this is why we're here. We do this on Sunday so we can talk about that type of stuff. But Don't come the next after the part question of writers. This, we'll come after you. The next <laughs> part of this would be... <gasps> um, look, look at our comment. What? What did what? we do? <gasps> Look. What uh, Will's, Will's comment. Oh, what did... yeah. Uh, well, I, oh! wasn't, I mean, I wasn't going to say. We actually have a couple who have already signed up. So, um, yeah, I, I've been getting the notifications on my phone. So thank you to everyone who signed up on the Patreon. Thank you for so much. Um, but what I was going to say is that the next part of this is what happened with, uh, with Gucci. And all of that madness and the exchange versus Bateman, essentially. Um, something that we can talk about. And quite honestly, like from my perspective... I didn't think that it was going to be, I mean, I didn't know. Uh, I could have taken a guess on someone else on how the relationship and uh, the end of the Finstock exchange would have happened. I didn't expect to see it happen like this. I didn't expect it to be Bateman because, I mean, let's all year long we've been talking about how good of a relationship Gucci and Bateman's relationship has been. Like they've kind of been like this tag team manager for the Finstock exchange for most Mm -hmm. of the year. And then all of a sudden, because of what happened, it all just flipped on its head. And we're talking about, you know, Bateman being a heel and everything. This is a great heel move. This is a really good heel move, real good character move, setting stuff up for the future. Um, and so I, although it was like, I was totally shocked by it and did not expect it. I enjoyed watching it because it kind of just flooded into some other stuff uh, later on in the night and through the weekend and stuff. And it's like just really good character stuff between Bateman and Gucci and setting up things for down the road for future, you know, seasons and stuff like that. I don't know how everybody else felt about it, but that's kind of my thought process into it. I, I was when like, cause I, like I've been saying this whole time, sorry, I'm going to jump in. I've been saying, I've been saying this whole time. If, if Gucci is going to keep cause they all, every manager gets to keep three people. I've been saying from the beginning, one of them is going to be Bateman. Like, because they're kind of, I feel like they were kind of like this package deal. Like Bateman was kind of helping Gucci manage and, and they were like, because Roka has said multiple times that he does not want Gucci as his manager and Dan is going to go where Roka goes. So I was like, okay, so he's going to keep Bateman. And now apparently that's not going to be a thing. He said like, he, although he did say I'm not a hundred, he's like 99% sure. <laughs> I, that was literally so good. This is fine. That, that was Twitter yesterday. That was Twitter yesterday. <laughs> fine. Oh my God. This is fine. I mean, I'm not surprised because honestly, like, it was a pretty rough managing job, I think, by Gucci. He was in a weird spot, but like, very weird. He, he tried to talk both players out of like keeping their category and they didn't listen to him. So, like, yeah. ultimately, like, his feedback didn't really mean much there. Um, he was being kind of confusing and vague, like in the betting round, it didn't sound like he was really keyed into what his players wanted or what his players wanted to do. Um, so I just think that it's just a kind of a rough showing for him. And he's in a weird spot where he obviously has to 
he pretty much has to keep Dan. I think if Ben won, I think then he would have it would have made a little more sense for him to have kept Ben at the end mm-hmm. of the season. But I think that if they're willing to stay, I think he he might end up with Founding Fathers again, which is kind of funny because like it's such a weird right? mismatched sort of um, thing. <laughs> I just think if Ben does that whole speech after the match and then goes back to him, that's a little strange, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It did set up what seems to be like him and Barbarian being going somewhere together because that was the one. That's you know, what it's I like the, at. But then again, it's kind of like the thing where um, I think it was uh, Mike really, right had had said that one time where everyone was not supporting him, but Roko was the only one in the crowd like rooting yeah. him on. But that didn't really lead anywhere. So I guess yeah. like there's a possibility that doesn't necessarily lead to anything. But it certainly sounded like he's either going to team with Barbarian or, or at least go where he goes. And I think if that happens, that's a disaster for Gucci just because those two guys are so instrumental in the way that their faction prepares yes. and they do like a lot of the, you know, it seems it, they always talk about those two guys do all the training for their players and help them prepare strategy wise and stuff. So I wonder how much he's going to suffer if those two guys both leave. Uh, to, to be fair, I, if Ben and Barbarian form a team, I'm all for that because that's what I wanted to happen for the team's tournament. I was rooting for a Bateman Barbarian team. So when that was hinted at, I was like, oh, it's going to happen. So at the end of the day, I want Team Action to come back together. So whatever we have to do to make that eventually happen, I am game for. <laughs> um, I, I think that's what everyone kind of wants. And I think that's what they're headed towards. I, I, I don't think that's what Ben wants. Really? It's just going to be honest. a convoluted way to get there. Well, if I Ben doesn't wanted, want it, I don't know. Maybe I think Ben wants a, t- a title, and I just don't think... Andrew Guy can get Ben a team's title. I just don't think that that's what. That's what if it's a Bateman Barbarian team managed by Andrew Guy? That's something that I thought about too. I don't know if Guy wants to, to necessarily step back, and that would be. I think it's better for the league that he's when he's in the league, just because even yeah. he's just such a wild card that you just never know what can happen. So you can kind of schedule him against almost anybody, and he's got a yeah. good record, so that's also good. Like if people beat him, that makes them look better as well. But that'd be interesting. I think that would make a lot of sense. Honestly, if you if you think about sort I of the that. way the guy's trajectory has been, so if he if it's something where he doesn't want to play next season, I could certainly see him stepping into that kind of role potentially. And we saw him manage. I want to say Janine earlier this year, stepping in for Sam. Yes. Uh, at the beginning yes. of the year, so I mean, it's already kind of he did it once. Why not do it again? Which would be fun. I just don't know who he would who he would replace essentially. So I don't know how that would all happen. So <laughs> I think I think Barbarian and Demonta stay. On Finstock, and the rest is just what let the chips fall. Yeah, I think Barbarian goes where Ben goes. I think me too. It correct me but if I'm wrong, that, but if if it, are you like I say you're you're picked by like say Gucci picks Barbarian, can you say no? I don't yeah. want to. I think so. Yes. Yeah, it has to be like okay. a mutual thing. I'm okay, sure. okay. You have to like right. sign then, then, the then if that's the case, then if that's the case, then I definitely think that Barbarian's gone because I think he's gonna go with Bateman. I do after what's mm-hmm. going on this weekend. I definitely think he'll probably go with Bateman. But, do you guys honestly think here's the the factor of it is by that happening, we are now just saying bye Riley and just Yeah, I mean I don't think, think I, yeah, I, I don't think, think I don't think Ben is at all interested in playing who's the boss anymore. Yeah. yeah. I just think he I just think there's a ceiling and I think they've kind of hit it with where the team's league is at right now. I just like they're obviously a very good team and they could beat almost any team, but I think that especially where they are like sort of positionally, they'd have to win a bunch of matches in a row. And I just don't think they feel like they can do that right now. And I just, it just feels like that doesn't, that partnership is not um, working necessarily for them right now. I could be wrong, but I, I don't see that. I don't see them playing together again. Yeah. I don't either. I would agree. Unfortunately. I would agree. Cause I love Riley. 
Now, <laughs> I'm curious though, if if he put if Finstock doesn't keep them, do them they just in. go uh Ben and Barbarian? Do they just fall into the draft? No, they would go to I think no, they would another team would sign them. There's no way they would go into the There's draft. a signing so, okay. period before the draft, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, because that could be kind of interesting because then it's just like I'll just I'll just grab you in the draft and you don't really have a choice. But uh -huh. if there's a signing period, then never mind. Yeah. I almost wish that everyone was free game because that would be so much more interesting, I think. In I draft. agree. I think that'd be a yeah. lot of fun to see. Like I totally understand like player. a lot of players probably just wouldn't even want to play in teams if it was with some random person that they're not sure of. But it's just like that would be so much more exciting and the draft would be like that would be crazy. You know, like seeing like what team like Dan Merle would end up with like not as strong of a partner probably because he's probably going to be picked first. They're, that person's probably picking at the end of round two. What is that going to look like for the team's division? It would shake everything up and make it interesting. But then also it's tough because then you kind of throw team records out the window every year. So it's kind mm -hmm. of a balance that you have to, to juggle. But some sort of thing like that eventually I think would be really fun to, to, re to see like a real draft from the ground up. Kind of. mm -hmm. Alex was pissed he didn't get put on a team with Jericho. <laughs> that would be such a freaking fun can you I mean, imagine could you imagine paul and lawn versus jericho and alex oh Cowards. my goodness Cowards. <laughs> that'd be fun lawn lawn versus singles. jericho oh my god lawn versus jericho that'd be jericho incredible. would be so well no jericho would understand because he's a freaking wrestler because I was, I was like jericho would be so confused as what's happening but no he's literally a wrestler so he yeah, i'm totally pretty confused by what's it. happening and i'm just partner, being so. his partner i feel like you are also very confused. <laughs> you know. i just want lawn i want lawn to play tom really <gasps> bad lawn and tom would be that the shortest possible name combination of any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had Tim and Tom. We, we had, had Tim and Tom. 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 Yeah, Tom. That's true. Just one letter away. <laughs> oh God! Saving a lot of money on I... graphics there. Just, <laughs> yeah. Switch a letter out. <laughs> I'd be the quickest nerd chronic gets his stuff done in a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so we've touched on we've touched on the question. We've touched on the managers. Anybody have any final thoughts on the? Uh, I mean, we haven't talked a lot about Merle, obviously, because this is the Bateman conversation. But um, you know, going into the match, Merle is he's been touted as the goat for a long time. Uh, I think it's like even hammered the nail even farther in uh, than it was beforehand after this match. Um, and he goes into spectacular, waiting for the winner of the singles tournament. Uh, you know, Paul, from your perspective, seeing this match and seeing how he came back and everything, is he is he better than ever right now? I think what makes Dan the greatest player of all time, it's never been that he's dominated in every match. There's really only like three matches and singles he's played in which I think he would beat anybody on that day. I think if you look at the way he played against Sam um, in his defense at Collision, the way he played in New York against Ethan Irwin, and then the way he played at the Triple Threat earlier this year, but... He wins because he does just enough every time, and that's what makes him such a dangerous player. Is he always puts himself in a position where there is just always pressure on his opponent to win. And, he, you know, he has a lot of KOs, but a lot of that is just he plays well and his opponents just kind of get in a rut and struggle, I think. Um, he just does, again, he does just enough to win every time, and that's what makes him so great is that he's just, he. I mean, I think clutch is a bit of a fraught thing, especially with questions that are kind of random, so... You know, would this person get this question on this day or, or that day? It doesn't really matter. But, like, he just does what he needs to do to succeed. And I think, like, you know, even down big in this match, 
he looked like he was almost ready to give up. I think you noticed, like he was yeah. really down on himself. And I wonder, you know, if Ben is more of a heel, does he dig into that more? Does he kind of poke and prod a little bit? And does that throw Dan off even more? You never know. But again, Dan just does this thing where he just always does enough to win. And his, the floor for his play is so low or so high. I mean, like his worst match is always going to be good. It doesn't matter. Um, he doesn't have to play perfect every time just because he always shows up and puts pressure on the opponent to do the same. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy kind of happen. I mean, the, the, one of the crazy things for me is like he gets Hitchcock and he, you know, does well in the category. He gets the question about the birds, correct? Yeah. Um, and then he gets the question about the birds in the betting round and doesn't. That's like one of like a crazy thing that happened. So like, um, he just weathers the storm. I think that's always the story of Dan Merle is he does just enough. Um, and that's why he's the greatest. It's like, it's like Michael Jordan in the late nineties. He wasn't dominating and, but the bulls would just find a way to win. True. Uh, Molly thoughts on Dan Merle. I mean, I've seen him more time. I've seen him play more times live. I think than I've watched his matches. Um, and he's he's always just so chill. Like him and Alex both have a very similar demeanor about themselves as far as like like leading up to the match and like preparing. He's just like chilling in the corner talking to Mara like and it's like, "Hey, how's it going? Are you nervous?" And he's like, "Nah." I'm just, <laughs> I'm just ready to play. Like he's 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 just freaking really good at trivia like some people just have the brain for it and he has that brain um and it's it's a treat to to watch and i think he he got lucky with this win and and ben kind of got unlucky slash maybe stepped in a little (laughs) bit (laughs) i mean everyone who wins is lucky you know, the yeah, questions yeah. are going to be random. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't know if the questions are ever going to be, even if it's a category, you don't know what you're going to get asked. So exactly. everyone who wins is lucky. Like it, people are like, oh, no, like, Dan's like good. He's not six, lucky. It was like me getting 16 points in that one match the other day. Me, who does not watch movies, <laughs> yeah. got 16 points in a match. <laughs> <laughs> it all, like, yeah, every, there's some days they're just going to be lucky. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's part of the game. Exactly. And I, I, I've seen people saying that, like, oh, if, if things were turned around, uh, Dan wouldn't be uh, acting the way that Ben had acted if he had lost. And that may be true, but I still, like, Ben just wanted it so badly, yeah. especially after after the Atlanta match, and Dan was just surprised to, to keep the win. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's always a treat to see Dan play and he's he's just a good sport I think most of the time so that's yeah. that's that's always good in in a player to be a good sport uh Brian I said it Stop, I mean to ever pick against Dan Merle unless oh, you're playing yeah. Paul Yama don't do it, yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> or corruption apparently or corruption, or corruption that is true um but yeah I mean Dan's great. All to be honest, the thing I was most curious, like, <laughs> piqued my interest. Yeah, seriously. Um, 
the thing that piqued my interest the most was when he was started talking about inner geekdom. I'm like, oh, like I'm like, well, that's, yeah. that's his. That's never about that. that was like so teased, yeah. and it just never yeah. I know. Well, so one thing he hasn't it, done. He said, so. he said that going into that league into inner geekdom or Star Wars, and we, we there's a lot of us who can confirm it's basically like a second job, like. And he, I think he said that where he's like, if he 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 wouldn't do it if he's still in singles and teams, he would have to drop out of one of those <laughs> to consider it. Which, <laughs> hey Robert, I mean, I can, can you, you we're going excellent? Can you imagine Mara <laughs> training him for IG? Mara, yeah. uh, I Mara don't think that him. they would train together. I think, oh, oh come on, yes, they would. of course they would. <laughs> Alex trained together. Molly. It's no secret. Yeah. I don't know. I see a little bit of competitiveness going on in that. Well, they were area. training together until there was a possibility that they would have a match together, and then Mara would be like, "No, I'm going to dominate." Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I, I would be very interested in seeing Danny. Yeah, IG, and to speak to Robert in the comments, Robert, I don't know if you want the smoke of playing a player who's primarily singles and teams coming into IG. Not sure if that went so well. For Last time. Oh. Listen, Paul, don't you dare come after Robert while I am here. Don't you dare. That's my guy. That's my guy. But, you know, if you you want to blow smoke in the comments, I'll be surprised when it blows back in your face. Paul. Paul. Man. Are we getting are we getting a heel turn again, Paul? Are we getting a heel turn? What is happening? Never. <laughs> um, okay, so we do have a couple uh, streamlabs that have come through. I want to make sure I get to these just real quick. So we have three yeah. of them. So Kylie donated. Thank you so much for the donation, Kylie. Super excited for you guys' Patreon. Can't wait. Thanks for being an awesome and accepting show. So I was curious, how do you think free agency and trades will affect the draft next season? And Jake, you're now sixth favorite on the show. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Um, there's only five of us on screen right now, so thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it, you. it's it's gonna well, be Molly's interesting. I mean, baby Yoda Funko Pops are, are probably there. You go. I'm just waiting um, for someone to call out the fact that Molly put Alex's slice behind her. Oh yeah, did you guys see that? Wait, where was that? Oh, I, I didn't. I had to go downstairs go. and dig it out. It was like in a random drawer. And my, like folded, and my <laughs> Andrew guy slice is so far away, and I'm too lazy to get up right now. I'm not gonna put it up. <laughs> um, I mean, we kind of touched on the free agency thing a little bit earlier, just with the specifics of Bateman. Um, I, I mean, it's going to be massive. The fact that you can only keep three players and up to seven are going to go to other places is going to be very interesting. A lot of teams are going to be no more, and uh, it's going to be fun to see. That's for sure. I think it's going to shake things up, not to the point like what Paul said about putting everybody in the draft, but it's going to shake things up enough to be very interesting going into a new season. So I'm curious to see who chooses not to stay. There's going to be a that, couple. I bet you. And I gonna think that's going to, that's going to stir some pots and people are going to, do you think anyone who is signed at. in free agency is going to be one of the three kept? I think Collins is a strong possibility. Collins is a possibility. I, I, I do Depending think on how Col he yeah. continues. Uh, but but that do you that think you think Laura will be the window. priority? I yeah. think that, I yeah. I don't think. I think you have a better be. odds of getting Laura in the draft. I think than you do. Of That's Collins. true, I and, and I've, I've said that I've said early. that before too. That I don't think I don't think anyone is going to keep their Star Wars player as like one of the three because I feel like they're all just going to end up in the same faction anyway, unless something happens. That's just always been my kind of feel but i could be completely wrong because i would not be at all be surprised if shannon keeps laura as one of her three 
I would not at all be surprised. I would be a little bit, I think. I mean, I guess it depends how they, like, especially how their singles tournament and the team's tournament goes. Yeah. But I think, like, I think as of now, it's just hard to deny. And Adam will be in such a good position next year. You don't know what Laura's path is going to look like. Yeah. Because she's not, you know, Dima Wanta has that title match. Like, is Laura going to be playing Molly next year, potentially yeah. in, like, some kind of match to please, set up? Please, please have Laura and Molly play each other. We all um, want that so bad. We want just Laura too much, and Molly. There's a lot up in the air, I think, with that. So I think, And then, you know, Collins, like, you know, maybe he he just played in geek leagues in the fan leagues. Maybe he plays inter-geekdom next year, and maybe he's a three-divisional player. You kind of can't deny that, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true, too. I hate to be the a-hole, but I'm curious to see what swag does, because... There's four solid people, and you're There's only so many people in swag. There's I know so four four solid people. Excuse you, four Brian. four. Put some okay. respect on our names. There's, <laughs> there's there's two now in the states. Just me and Brian. <laughs> but I mean, like as swag, you those four people have been playing a lot for swag. So who's getting the chop? That's yeah. what I'm curious about. A lot of people saying ace. A lot of people saying ace. This was the I, first time I I worked with a faction, so I I'm like, I, I don't care. I stare at though. <laughs> you just, just want to play. Wow. Molly Molly's of Sam Levine. Molly is just that. You're going to Koi. Yeah, we are. Oh my god, you would if if. Oh my god, after everything that's happened with Koi on our show, <laughs> if you got to Koi. Yeah, the, just Molly's the promos like, themselves of Koi going, "You never root for our faction," and then like he picks you, like, oh, that'd be so good. But so Sam's good. my challenger, though he he challenges things for me that so I don't have to. That's true. True. <laughs> that's true. I just think Molly's. You're tell the just tell me where to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, Molly. Just tell just me where to go. Play. Molly tell me where to go, play. and I'll be like, mm, maybe. She's actually founding her own solo faction and will be competing against every other faction. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> put me in singles, you Going coward. <laughs> you better watch you out. Someone's Parker. gonna call you and say, put you in singles. There you she go, said Parker. she wanted to go. She said she wanted Ooh. to go in singles. <laughs> Could I manage? Ooh, you as a manager would be rad. I mean, you do Ooh. have a, uh, I mean, you do manage already. I, yeah. I've been managing Alex. Alex, since he started this. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> Roxy Stryer, where are you at? <laughs> I mean, Roxy's great at, at giving advice for the game, but no one can no one numbers. can coach no one Alex can on Star numbers. Wars. Like, you know how to pick sexy numbers. Sexy numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, the sexy numbers. That's all it is. Um, okay, so we do have another streamlabs here from Tachyon, and uh, he yeah. or she says, if I'm Ken, I'm not keeping any of my players. I signed Bateman, Goddard, and the Barbarian as my three protected players. Oof. Use the first overall pick to draft a partner for Goddard. Then use the first round pick from the Ethan Irwin trade to draft Scrimshaw for Star Wars. Wow. wow. If I'm wow. Ken, I'd, I'd dump the team and run. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're honestly in a great position just because there are these players who are dissatisfied with their factions and there's a chance to pick them up. I don't know that I would use one of my three spots on Ben Goddard personally. Um but yeah, it should be interesting. Ooh, shots just, fired, Jill. Just, shots just, fired, Jill. You just in the den. No, he's got. He, he's probably going to be staying with the den because he's there. The den is, you know, such a pillar of affection. I would never, ever, possibly. <laughs> well, yeah. Said. See, I don't think Koi would pick me because it would be ridiculous for him to drop Scrimshaw for me yeah, as a Star Wars you, player. Yeah, but you got to figure he has Bibbs, he has Brendan. 
who is that third person? Is he really going to pick um, Scrimshaw over Perry, who's doing great? The real rejects are amazing as <gasps> well. He's Kevin Smith. I mean, Kevin Smith. <laughs> I would not be, I would honestly not be surprised if Kevin Smith is his keeper. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, Knowing Koi, who's there to like have a good time and to have fun, would not be surprised. I mean, he did leave a blank spot open all year long until he was able to sign. Who take Smith. Kevin so, Smith? That's literally um, why he left a spot open. Definitely possible. Uh, all I right, we have one only, more. I was Go gonna ahead, say, Brian. I think the only safe Star Wars person would be Alex, but yeah. that's if Alex chooses to stay. Yeah. Mm. Yep. It's a mystery. Questions. questions. Uh, I actually okay, think Alex will be bet will be better in a better position to score points next year if he loses it spectacular. Like, this is not even a bit, but like because he'll get an auto rematch because of how many defenses he has. So oh, get yeah. the auto rematch, and then he'll probably get a defense after that. So I almost like for points, like for points sake, it would almost be better for him for next season. He's to not be in gonna. That position. He's not he's, gonna. He's lose. trying to manipulate over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I, like I just said, it's I'm, it's not even like a faction bit. Like I honestly do think that. No, uh -huh. it's a high probability. Squadrons comes out in October. I don't know how much studying I'm going to get him to do. Well, he's been playing a lot of Fall Guys. Well, recently. he's he's already trying to get he's trying already trying to get Ace to watch other movies other than Star Wars. So clearly, <laughs> his mind's on other things right now. As long as as soon as the NBA playoffs end, then Ace will be fine. That's his the big hang up with Ace is he's like distracted. Ah. That's what's happening. Um, Alex right. is over here just playing Star Wars video games. <laughs> uh, so Tim Sim sent in a stream lad. Thank you so much, Tim. Regarding Dan Merle, he has the second opportunity to be the first singles champ to get three consecutive title defenses and one title wow. reign against a single tourney winner. The main event is spectacular. The first being against Roca in early 2017. Um, that's great. That's crazy. That's that's and that, what, that's why I was rooting for Ben is because Dan is more likely to defend, therefore keep the points in the fence lock exchange. <laughs> He's also undefeated at Spectacular. He's never lost yeah. at Spectacular. So yeah, tough. What but it is great. It is great that at the end of this big singles tournament, the person we have um, to look forward to, like at the end of the, the sort of the end of the tunnel, is Dan Merle. That's I think the best sort of reward for winning the tournament is to play Dan. the games of all time. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then one more Canada rock stepped in and said, besides Ken, do you think there are any managers that won't be returning next year? And what are the chances Riley retires and manages? Uh, I mean, that's interesting. That's an interesting question. The, the latter half of that. Um, I would say out of all the managers right now, other than Ken, I would probably say Kate. That's probably my opinion, just because um, out of all the managers, every other, every other manager was like, completely involved in the Shimona. I know Shannon was not technically involved, but she, her, I mean, the love well, of her life involved. is, yeah, the love of her life Shannon is Shannon ain't going nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm going to say Kate just nowhere. because out of all of the managers right now, she was the least involved to begin with. And so maybe they find someone to replace her for the day. Because originally that spot was supposed to be MF5 anyway. So who knows yeah. what happens? Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. Maybe... My my other questionable thought would be Sam. Sam, yeah, that's the other one that I, I mean, think is sort a of good a good call thing, too. Yeah. That's a good call. Just because I mean, the man's a working actor, so you yeah. never know. But um, uh, there's there's no way Winston, and we're not letting Winston go because he's no. <laughs> too awesome. Nope, there's Winston's no way Roxy's leaving. There's no way Koi's leaving. There's no way Gucci's leaving, and there's no way Shan. There's no way in hell Shannon's leaving. And no. same with Kaiser. So, I mean, 
that leaves those ones. Yeah. So maybe Kate, I don't know. But Sam's a high probability as well. I, I agree. Sam being an actor, you know, like life takes precedence and, and he's and, getting married. Yeah. 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 That's not true. a small thing to, to a very That's important true. person. Yes. Maybe that could affect Riley's, you know, Riley's like status in the showdown too. Like will like, will married life be different for him? Like that? That's yeah. very true. Once yeah. all this is over too. Yeah. That's, Love me, I'm married to the, show, me, I'm married to the game myself, so I can't leave ever. <laughs> married to the game. <laughs> I think Let Alex and I shows. are married to Star Wars. So. <laughs> you are. We're, apparently, we're I'm, apparently, I'm married to Sean because that's what everyone just thinks. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Let the after show people be the uh, managers. There's enough of oh, us. Jesus. That'd be wild. <laughs> I'll do it. We'll Jeez. see about that. Whoa. I mean, look, I there's already you. people. I see you, there you Kylie. Go. I see yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. I see you. <laughs> I'll do it. Heck, um, I manage this one. I'll do it. This one. <laughs> manage this one. Um, all right. Well, we have no more streamlabs at the moment, so I think that's a good time to call that a show for tonight. Uh, I mean, Tim Sim needs to reveal his secrets, how he gets out. How do you always get in those shows? after Q&A things, Tim? What is your secret? Yeah, that's we need your question. secret. <laughs> Talk to us after. Super fast. That's just payment yeah, for um, doing the preview, for doing like the match previews. <laughs> you get to be in, in the Q&A. Oh, that's fair. Robert's already married to Sean. That's true. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up POV tonight. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for hanging out, joining us. We appreciate it, man. Um, you know, just before we go, can anywhere found you online? Can they check you out on Twitter or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I tweet occasionally. Um, Paul underscore Oyama. Uh, Letterboxd is kind of the big thing if you're interested in what kind of movies I'm watching, what I think of them and such. Uh, just search my name on there. Uh, I will be on the First Cut channel soon. We're doing a review nice. of Legend of Core Season 4. Me and Ace nice. are doing that together. Um, that's this one in Alex. That's yeah, and that's we're, we're watching Season 2 right now. I love oh, it. Uh, we'd love to talk about that. But yeah, I, <laughs> and then you can just kind of find me around talking about movies and sports and such. But kind of those two big things. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, Molly? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Molly Damon. We, uh, me and Alex are on YouTube uh, at Star Wars Explained, and we're uh, also on Twitch. Uh, I'm on Twitch at Molly Damon. You can find me yelling loudly uh, about Fall Guys <laughs> and such. Uh, Brian? Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Biavolacino, and I think I might throw my hat into this Twitch realm. Yes, join I did just, us. <laughs> I, did just, I did just purchase one of those, whatever they're called, that allows you to Capture do it. cards? Yes, that. <laughs> we'll see. Do it. Computers? Uh, Jill? Computers? Yes, computer. That's exactly what it is. Can you find yourself a computer? <laughs> um, I'm Jilly Marie everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, and also Twitch, which I recently started. I'm not on there a lot, but usually if I have time to kill and I have nothing else to do, I am there shooting the breeze and playing some fall guys usually uh but yeah mostly twitter is where i'm at uh come hang out and watch me rant about mostly schmodown stuff <laughs> uh you can find me uh i just put that up ryan good luck. i know I just um, to... <laughs> we just wanted to say it again uh, we want to yeah. say good luck Twitter, again he's twitter and instagram drip, so that's know. true that's true uh twitter and instagram at qui-gon jake i am not on twitch you can just find me uh, on social media uh you can find yeah we'll see you can find us on twitter at chaboneon pov you can uh hit us up on Streamlabs. you can find uh some cool pov merch up on t public the links are all in the description also uh if you missed the beginning of the show our patreon is live our patreon is live 
Um, thank you to all those who have already joined and, and supported us. We appreciate that. And if you're interested, hit that link and go check it out. So for now, uh, for Paul, Molly, Brian, uh, Jill, and myself, thank you so much for joining POV tonight. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys the rest of the week.